Coachcons and Adrianosaurus. Super Coachcons and Adrianosaurus. So you just heard there, Richo, Joe Richardson, 260 points in his first two games of the season. That is quite a start. He matched Henry Thornton, which I didn't think was going to happen again this year. Uh, welcome to the show. Um, as Sorry, always, I've got Adam in the background. <laughs> How are you, Ado? Mate, I'm good. Um, you know, we were talking off air before the show. I had an absolutely monster week, but I didn't win all of my head-to-heads because I got beaten by a certain person who's leading off the show today. Nathan, you've had an absolutely ripping round, mate. Oh, I, I may have. Yes. Um, 1480, you know, that's that's pretty good, I believe. Yeah, 160 seconds for the round. Yeah, that's so, amazing. I mean, my my little measly old 1454 didn't get the job done in our uh, head-to-head. But look, yeah. it's it's great scoring, really. Um, how's your overall rank? Overall, yeah, no, that's pretty good. I was at eight thousand last round. I've jumped up to seven hundred and seventieth after yeah. one round. Yeah, that's yeah. not a bad jump. So that, it does it does show for everyone out there. You can jump up very easily in this game. It does not take long to go from zero to hero. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty much all off the back of Jai and not picking any Perth batsmen. Yeah, I made that error. Um, I would have finished up much better if I'd have gone Berendorf. I had the cash to go Berendorf, but I went Lith, who gives me the shits. And um, you know, that was I left that in the tank. Really, I'm not really sure about Lith now. He's not worth a whole bunch of value. But um, look, I um, you know, I, I got the fourteen fifty four, and I'm into ninety fourth overall. So I'm off to a bit of a hot start. Um, which I'm pretty happy with. It's just now. I, I boosted last round to get a heat player in. I wanted to just make sure that I could definitely hit with four this round if I didn't boost. Um, I'm not going to go in with five heat. I'm going to go with four heat. And if I did activate a boost, it'd be a strategic move to get in a player on BEs or or who's in the upcoming um, double, you know, coming up to start planning. Yeah. Yeah. So good, good start for the year for me. Yeah. Great start. I mean, I think we both... We um we both had really good rounds just gone. Where was your fourteen fifty rank uh for the round? Oh, good question. Um, I think it was um two hundred and forty third for the round. So yeah, up the pointy end. We had a good one. I mean, look, Jike. I I people saying, oh, we don't know if he's going to play both games, but I I was just like, look, uh, you know, he's, he's the kind of player that can get enough in one game, even if you put the VC on and because he's under this injury cloud, it's such a pod move. And it was compared to a lot of other VCs you've you've seen. And, and it was 150 points after the first game. How wonderful. Yeah, no, that was a delight to watch. Who comes out after having a heel injury for a month and takes four for nine from four overs. Like, that is just some skill. And yeah. now non-owners would probably have to scramble and sacrifice a heat double game player just to get him in because I think he is that important. He might be the form bowler of this competition and Henry Thornton's playing in it. 
you know? Yeah. Unbelievable. He looks completely unplayable. Like he just, yeah. every ball, you can just almost see the fear in Batter's eyes to have how to play him. Dead set. All right. Well, how about uh, we have a look at, uh, we go through the four games from this round. Uh, let's start out uh, with, what was the first game? Yeah, here it is. Uh, Scorchers Sixers. Uh, what was your highlight from this game, Addo? Well, we just discussed it. It was it was Richo. I mean, that was my VC. So um, I'm very happy with that. It was, like I said, a no-brainer for me to just have a punt on him. And, you know, it wasn't without risk with the injury, but it was an absolute highlight. We were in chats with people going, why the hell didn't I put it on Richo? It's just one of those ones where you can just hear people's heart breaking in the background when he's just absolutely, you know, taking wickets left, right and center. So we, you know, when you, when the first game's on and you know, you're in for, you know, you're in gravy town, you, you're going to have a great round no matter what happens. And, you know, I couldn't even mask the disappointment of lift, you know, like, you know, it, it, it was completely cured it. You know, I didn't, yeah. I didn't have to try to go, Oh, you know, well, you know, he did all right. Now, he did so well that it just made me go, all right, well, like it, it was, Lith could have got two ducks in a row and I still would have finished it all right. Virtually yeah, did anyway. Like, yeah, basically. Like, he was really disappointing. And to a degree, Faf was as well. Yeah. So that's like, I was a bit shocked. I thought Faf, I, I thought it was very risky not owning him because even though, yes, he's 180,000, it's Faf 2 plus C. He could have easily gone out pumped out 250s and changed the landscape of this round for sure. Yeah. Uh, the, the highlight for me, again, probably just Jai Richardson, pretty hard to to uh, argue otherwise. Aaron Hardy did weirdly well this round. He got yeah. 165 points from it, I think, uh, with a bat six and someone who was meant to bowl one or two overs at most. He yeah. scored 55 runs in the first game and took two wickets in the second game. Uh, so... Yeah, I don't think I'd be hopping on, but that's mm. that's interesting in itself. Uh, yeah. What was the low light for you? I think it was probably Adam Life, hey? Yeah, it was. Um, look, I, I I had the money to go Barrendorf. I went went him, and you get those warnings that the the old English batters the first time they're in Australia, it's on a bouncy wicket. It just sometimes you make these moves. Uh, you know, we're in a chat. We're all going. No, always go bowler. Everyone's going. Always go with the bowler. It's safer. I had the money for Berendorf. I went list because I was like, if he tonks off um, on some of those figures I've seen of him, he could it could be the real pod move. Sometimes you get too tricky for yourself, and I did. And uh, you know that's what did um, Berendorf end up? You know he got seventy four for the game, so I've yeah. got a swing of you know fifty sixty points, and and over the course of the round, it would have been the ab- absolute smarter move. So, her. Oh, yeah, it did, but it didn't actually cost you really that much. In the end, in terms of your overall rank, you still went up uh, yeah. for a very reasonable amount. Uh, the low light for me was, uh, you know, that fellow Matt Kelly. I uh, brought him in, $200,000, figured, okay. He played. He was at like 600 people owned him in the entire competition. Mm. He scores 46 in the first game. I'm thinking a uh, solid start. Would have liked it to be a bit higher. Now we just got to get him named in the next game. Sure enough, they don't name him. They named Peter Hatsiglou. They need bowl Peter Hatsiglou one over, which I'll rant about later. And Matt Kelly finishes on 46 and he's worth $200,000 and he can't even start. Uh, so that was a bad trade. That's probably mm. the worst trade I've done in a long time, actually. Yeah. Um, so I've already sold him this morning. <laughs> 
I thought it was odd when I saw you you do it. I was like, I really, I mean, I didn't mind the pick if I felt so confident he was going to play both games, but I really felt like he was only, that it was just because it was on the, the harder deck and I felt, I felt like he was going to get the next game. But you live and learn. At least you got, you know, I mean, my decision, you know, got me bloody less points in two games, really, in um, life, didn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, it did also cost you half the amount. Um, yeah. I mean, look, an honourable mention um, over the other side um, for the Sixers was I thought um, Bird looked sensational as well yeah. with the new ball. Um, and, and on a neg- on negative side for them is Philippi, who is off to an absolute busted start. If you went Philippi um, to start the year, I really feel like you've probably suffered rank-wise because he's one of those ones that's hard to sell. Um, so yeah. people are probably still holding him, still playing him and getting uh, terrible points. Mm, and he's got 104 break even this week. Uh, now, in saying that, apparently Hobart are the worst team against wicket keeper bats, according to the super coach data here. So if you own him, yeah, you know, you might want to hold on to him just because mm. they have had a bit of a hittable bowling attack recently outside, like the Pacers particularly. Like Meredith has gone the distance, Ellis has somehow gone the distance, and Paris was bowling some short pies the other day. So there's no much point selling Philippi, is there? No, I think you're building. I mean, as the closer you get to their double, what's the point of selling him now? You know, you just, you know, you got him, you ride him, and and look, he's going to turn the corner eventually. You just hope that happens soon, and then it's all forgotten, you know. But he has been going like a busted. Yeah. All right. The next game, Renegades Thunder. Uh, Renegades got up in this one. Highlight for me, uh, old mate Aaron Finch had a wound back the clock, 115 points. Uh, I noticed he pegged back the strike rate a little bit and he looked really good doing so. Uh, what did he score, like 65 runs or something like that? Uh, mm-hmm. 70 runs, sorry. Yeah, he was he was on file on the, that night. Yep. Um. Well, who's the low light from this game? Probably uh, Matthew Jilks, I would have suspected, or Faruqi. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll say Faruqi. I sold Jilks. I didn't give a rat's ass. I was never going to play him in that round. I had no confidence in him. you got to just accept. I mean, back to back doubles, that means nothing. Uh, he, yeah. he, he was rubbish and I got rid of him. But um, look, Faruqi, I was saying in a chat the other day, he's no um, Harris Ralph, is he? Um, he, he? He looks good. In patches, but he still bowls the old loose ball, and and it was probably a, a more unhappy round, you know, f- to, f- for his ownership. Look, he's one hundred forty thousand, so he's probably worth, you know, he's a, he's a decent enough piece to move on now. But I, I I'm I'm happy to sell him, you know, now. Um, yeah. and in this game, you know, thirteen from somebody, you know, that we thought would be a death bowler, and and, and in fact, he finished with a thirteen, but looked like he was bowling good balls, which is really annoying. Just didn't look dangerous. He, he was bowling good balls and, um, and looked hard to play, but he just didn't take wickets. Yeah, it, it's, it's a weird one. Like last night, he, he went like none for 21 or four. He was on fire. He bowled a power surge over the wind for five runs. It's not often you see that. Yeah. Um, but he's got a break even of a 104 now. Yes, he has the five. I said a bunch of stuff fall over. <laughs> um, he's got a break even of 104. So you want him out of your team for round four, I think. There's not much point holding on to him. Um, and the one to monitor for me, um, Akil Hussain, still going strong, uh, 55 this week. And I think he did a bit more. He was a bit better with the bat than he was in the last game. 
Uh, yes, he only scored 13 runs, but he wasn't hogging a strike or like one off eight, which he was in the last game, and he's still bowling really well. So that's uh, that's something to monitor. If you want to get him in for the double, you probably have to act soon because he'll be too expensive otherwise. Yep. Um, you, do you have anyone to monitor from this game? Um, look, we know that we've got to keep an eye on these guys for their upcoming um, double. You know, to be honest, um, Usain is the one that interests me. Probably, I'm not, I'm, I'm a little lukewarm on Kane Richardson now. I think I'll probably go sixes heavy, probably, um, because they're both on the double upcoming. But look, if I'm going to do a boost this round, it could be for Usain, you know, just to get oh, while the BE's on the, on the uptick. Um, and he's somebody that could be out of, you know, out of price range for people by the time it gets to their double. I, I've liked what I've seen. So, um, yeah, I'm going to keep an eye on him. Yeah, he's got, he's 146,000 and a negative 24 break even. And he's got the heat again this week. So you'd think that he just keeps roaring up. And yep. Kane Richardson, I didn't notice this. He's only 167 and he's got a 98 break even. Mm. So that's someone to buy low on heading into the double, I think. Yep. Uh, we'll move on to the third game. Uh, Hurricane Scorchers. Now, I'm going to start out with this <laughs> yeah, one. The, the highlight for me, Paddy Dooley, 132. Oh, four for 14, four for 16 or something like that from four overs. Oh. Um, so I'll give you, it. it's a blessing in disguise that I brought in Matthew Kelly because I went Kelly, uh, Richardson and Tide. And I had to trade boost to get those three in. And so it left me with 85,000 and it had to be a bowler. Mm. Well, I already feel like... Two people that have been playing is Harold Harknavid, who I already owned, and Paddy Dooley. So oh. I brought in Paddy Dooley. There you go. What a move, Didn't eh? start him, but I'll take it. I'll take the money. That's yeah, and great. I mean, he's, he, I love his energy. He, he has a little bit of the hoggies about him there, like the old yeah. energy and the wild celebrations with the, uh, you know, they were looking for Shadab for wickets and Dooley, the big man. He just comes in, you know, and with his helicopter bowling style and his energy, he was great, 132. Um, Look, you know, the, he is, he's got an absolutely rippingly negative break-even and he, he looks to be going up big time in money. Look, it probably defies logic to go in, doesn't it? Unless you're playing the BE games and you're in great shape. Are you going to really mm. waste the trade and not concentrate doubles-wise and grab a dually? I think, um, I think if you've already got one or two heat players stashed on your bench, I think you go dually. Because I don't, I'm not a fan of going more than three heat players for this round. I don't think the Heat are a good enough team. You could probably scrape together four at a pinch, but I think if you've already got one or two heat players, Pay Dooley's a perfect buy. He's a hundred thousand. He's bound to he's probably gonna reach hundred and fifty thousand at least. Yeah. Supercoach has projected him if he scored if he scores fifty one in back to back games, he'll reach hundred and sixty thousand dollars. So yeah. Well, I mean, I say, yeah. I mean, look, he, he, if, if you're in ripping shape, I reckon you go him. Otherwise, I'd be going a wrench or go on the double, you know, and get go with four. Um, but look, um, it was good to see, even though because I sold Jilks, I didn't um play Maddie Wade because I only have two keepers again, and I wanted Inglis on the double. But Maddie Wade, a nice game, tunned up for Super Coach purposes. Um, and you know, obviously. Richo, as a captain, it was a big highlight as well. Also good to see, because I didn't play Matt Short, that I got a nice score out of Inglis as well, who's the player I was playing instead. 
Um, and in the second game, I was really disappointed by Agar. I thought he bowled pretty rubbish in that game from even like, um, you know, you normally see him bowl a lot tighter than that. So um, it wasn't his best effort with the ball. I mean, and yeah. obviously, obviously Lith ruined my life for this round. <laughs> Uh, no, I was a bit disappointed in Agar too. Like he was, he just was just bog average, really. Um, he pl- he got out to Dooley in a way that I've never seen Agar get out before. You know, stormed yeah. down the wicket and was just indecisive with his shot and just pretty much let the ball go through to the keeper. And yeah, lost his stumps because of yeah. it. Second um, shot too. Second ball played. You know, weird. It's just, it's just not good. Uh the low light. Not in my team. But uh, Ben McDermott, zero. Uh, first ball duck, first ball of the innings. Mm. And that was it for him for the day. Um, he averages eight and a half. Wow. Eight and a half. He's 155 break even. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, you would be kicking yourself if you started with Philippi or McDermott, I tell you that much. Yeah, like that would just dead set sting, particularly when he was like 210, wasn't he, to start the year? Yeah. Uh, big mistake by people to go him, and we we talked him against going these because it just you got to yeah. play the doubles game, you know, in in super coach, and, and they were just too expensive. Maybe not Philippi, but it just hasn't worked out for you with Philippi. But you're only, yeah, McDermott was always paying if he if he didn't come off. Yeah, uh, the one to monitor for me, uh, Shadab Khan. Again, he has such a very friendly role. Like he, when you look back on the game, he was not incredibly involved, you know. Yeah, he bowled his four overs and got a bit of a bat. But, you know, it was it looked very easy for him to score those 77 points. Yeah, definitely. I mean, here's the question on on Shadab. How long is he here for? He's got to go, though, hasn't he, in January? So would you go now? I mean, we're heading into round three. Is he going to be here, you know, for their double? Um, I think he's here for the double and then he leaves straight after. And then he comes back very late in this regular season. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, I've nearly had, I had Shadab in there last week because he was who I did boost for. But then when my loops all came off, I was like, all right, instead of going Shadab, I'll plan for, for the heat double. And I went a heat player instead because I do love his role. I'm a, I'm a big role person. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan and I'm, I haven't actually played him in my 11 yet this season. And I've had him <laughs> for the first two games because yeah. of my loops. Oh. And so now I'll finally get the opportunity to start him. He better not churn out a five. Yeah. You know? Oh, you know. Um, and the final game, uh, Strikers Thunder. Uh, yeah. Pretty much just the Matt Short show, hey? Well, isn't he? I mean, people who are wondering whether Matt Short was going to go well this season. He looks sensational with the bat and ball. Um, you know, how can you not have him? You know, there's just no, th- you know, last week I copped a little bit of um, comment. Well, how are you, how can you be selling Rashid Khan? And I was like, well, I'm going to stay with Thornton and I'm going to stay with Matt Short because they're the hot yeah. players. Um, and, you know, it's worked out well, I think as a move, you've got to sometimes be brave and make um, tough moves in the game um, and selling Rashid and holding Matt Short was a good one. He did very well. Mm, yeah, he did really well. Um, someone who I was big on in the preseason, Colin the Grandholm, he got 76, two for with the ball, and he bowled four overs. I, oh, I wasn't mate. really sure what uh, Peter Siddle was thinking, but oh, I mean, I mean, it worked I out. Be, I would have beaten you in that head-to-head if, if <laughs> Siddle didn't wristle Thornton. Only gave him three 
overs. He's the leading wicket taker in the comp, and you give him three overs. And what? Pete Siddle went for none for 44. Pete, you bloody lunatic. What's going on? Did they lose that game? They won. They, uh, they won the game. They deserve to lose because of his shit captaining. Look, I, I could I could say confidently I was laughing my head off when Colin got his fourth, and I realised that's the 18th over. There's a chance that Thornton, Thornton will only bowl three overs now, or even two. Uh, I mean, Wes Agar was rubbish, so it was always going to be Thornton really bowling that 19th. Um, and he got a wicket in it, so... Yeah, yeah, it was a I was tight a run thing. Yeah, it was a tight run thing. But because yeah. of Siddle and his stupid captaining, you ended up pimping me on the scores. Um, look, it was also good to see Hales do well. Um, you know, he's been pretty average um season so far, but um look, it was enough to, you know, to keep him in your team. It started to look a bit like the Hales that you, you can be scared of, um, if you don't own him. So um, yeah, good. That's my that's my good. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Hales was great. Um, I did like. I did want to mention Oliver Davies. You know, he really stepped up with uh, our friend, not our friend, Jason Sanger, uh, breaking his collarbone, which is devastating news for him. But looks like Davies is going to bat at four for the remainder of the season. He did go off with a hip injury, but it, it turns out it was just management in the end. So he'll be fine for the next game, it seems. Yep. Uh, but you're looking at seventy eight thousand six hundred for Davies and a negative forty six break even. Um, he could be a very good cheapie if you're not a fan of, you know, Rousseau or Hales, or you're just looking to downgrade in the batting position come post by. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, just hang on for a few more weeks. You'll probably get McDermott for under a hundred K. Yeah, definitely. Along with Philippi. Um, <laughs> well, you, you know, who you, you could get for under 60 K ne- next round. Uh, Matthew Jukes. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, yeah, a couple of the lowlights for me in that game. Um, look, Sam's looked human. You know, he, he's he's such an accumulator of points. It was a bit of a low game for him. But look, you can live with 38. Um, and Rossell, he just can't put two good games together. Not in a row. And he, I mean, he's only put one good game, which made it bearable in the last round. One good game one bad game. So, you know, you just, if you've got a player on a double, you want them to do a good game and a decent game. Not this, you know, it's just like having a, a single rounder, you know, and that's how it's felt like yeah. to own uh, Rossell. But it was good. You know, he's, he's failed in this game, did well in the first one. Um, yeah. Chris Green as well. Um, I don't know what his ownership is, but what is he? 13% of teams and you oh. finish with a two in that game. You know, that's double digits ownership. Um, so they'd be very disappointed. And obviously, Jilks stinks. He does stink. Um, but he's not going to lose his spot, is he? Because they've got so many injuries happening left, right, and centre. They're just going to have to back him in and hope he turns his form around. Oh, well, um, bring in bloody cutting. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's probably the right move. Well, they they've also got up. one too many bowlers, don't they? Like Nathan McAndrew, he was on fire. They probably don't need to play Brendan Doggett anymore, just quietly. Mm, I think he might be in danger, but yeah, um, yeah. they're off to a you know a bit of a rough old start. The Thunder. Yeah, I reckon this is going to be a rough year for them. Just injuries, a uh, lack of form, uh, and probably probably an over reliance of Daniel Sams in the past seasons is starting to come back to bite them. Mm. Uh, so that's our review of the round just gone. Uh, let's get into some listener questions. Um, Addo, why don't you start us off? What questions do you have uh, for me? 
no worries. I'll go in here to the old socials and we'll have a look. Um, all right. I'll go back to the start and I'll see if there's any. Uh, well, here we've covered this. Is Dooley an option with a boost next week um, with only three Heat players? Yeah, I mean, I I I like it if you're only going three Heat. I think you go three Heat and Dooley. Uh, particularly if your, your cash gen has been slow to start the season because it is... It is important to a degree, and I think Paddy Dooley could get you to $160,000, and he's not a gun. He's not a season-long hold or anything, right? So he can get you $60,000 in, in the blink of an eye, and that could be that could take you to, you know, I don't know, Sean Abbott or someone like that, which is massive. Uh, what Heat players are needed for next week? Great question. Um, I'm a big fan of Mark Seckety and Matt Renshaw. For this next hmm. week, Mark Seckety, leading death bowler, picks up junk wickets all the time. It got to have each team's leading death bowler in double game rounds, and I think that's where you look at for Mark Seckety. I think he's very bankable. He's been mega consistent as well in the past. Uh, Matt Renshaw, I feel like I'm getting massive Matt Short vibes from him. You know, batting in the top three or even opening, um, and he'll bowl a couple of overs. A pretty good, he's an underrated bowler actually. Uh, so I really do like those two. And if you really want to take a ballsy risk, I like the looks of Colin Munro. Yeah, I mean, that is that's cowboy, that's kind of like um taking a punt on Faf. And look, to be honest, in that first game, Faf looked like he was you know going okay, but I think he's just trying to whoosh the hell out of everything and he <laughs> keeps getting out. Um, Dooley or Naveed, uh, who's the more important buy? Um, I think you've got to go Dooley. I think you've got to go Dooley. Uh, the next one's still on Dooley and uh, Naveed. Are they legit SC options? Well, I mean, on finances alone, they definitely are. Another best heat um, players for the double game round. Look, we, you mentioned Ren, Renshaw. You you mentioned um, Steckity. Let me just throw some other names in there. Nisa, any interest? Um, I have interest if we know that he's playing both games before tonight. Yep. Um, and I, don't, I don't want to take a risk in yeah. uh, Kuhneman. Kuhneman. And again, I would, I guess that's toss dependent, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's probably toss dependent. If he's named ahead of Bartlett, I like him. Yeah. Yep. You've got to keep an eye on that. Um, look, there's a lot of good heat. You know, who, who's a good replacement for Sanger? Uh, heat replacement, uh, best replacement for Sanger. Hmm. Um, well, what is Jason saying worth? It'd be like, I don't know, 140, 130, wouldn't he? He would have dropped a fair bit of cash. Mm. Yeah, wait, 137K. So probably Matt Renshaw. Yep, I like it. Um, Of the Scorchers and Thunder double game round plays, which two would you hold on to? Two. Okay. Um, well, I'll rule out all the Thunder players. And we'll definitely lock in Jai Richardson. Mm. Um, I'm assuming you own Josh Inglis. Because most people do. And I think he looked really good the other night. And he's he's probably the best value keeper out there right now. So I think I'd go uh, Josh Inglis and Jai Richardson. Yep. Um, Abbott is a dud this year. Um, he's been getting hammered. Um, well, yes, but, you know, three for 40 still gets you a bunch of points. 
So that's all I have to say, really. It doesn't matter what your economy rate is. He won't be dropped. And as long as he's taking wickets, he's still scoring super coach points. Yep. Who was the player or players that you've gone cold on um, since the season started? Well, we cover that all the time, don't we? But is there someone that you were keen on that you, you, you're not anymore, really? Um, oh, I was keen on uh, Riley Rousseau in the preseason. And I suppose he's I've gone cold on him, but I'm still holding him because he's just worth nothing, you know? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's probably, you know, I was looking up towards that game. I'm I'm a little less hot on Sean Abbott. I tipped him at the start of the season as being the top um, point scorer. Um, but I'm still going to have him. Obviously, you've got to have him, I reckon, in that double. Um, but someone that I might rethink is Kane Richardson. I just don't know if it's there for him this year. So... Um, those are my couple, um, you know, but of, you know, of the two, I'm going to definitely have Sean Abbott, um, started very poorly after a lot of research. Oh, they're telling, he's telling me I beat him this week in a head to head, any advice to stay positive. Um, look, I'm going to go back and refer to the, what you said at the start of the show, where you've had a nice jump in rank 8,000 or something Did you say up into 700, yep. you can turn it all around with one great C option like Richardson. And your season's back on again. Um, also, set yourself goals. You may not be able to beat Big Daddy Ado in a head-to-head, but you don't have to beat me. You can just do uh, get your best rank you can possibly get. Go and have some fun and pick a pod VC. And, and if it comes off, you can get yourself back into the winner's circle. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it doesn't take much to catapult up the rankings. And, you know, if, if, if everything went right and Matt Kelly played two games, I could have been even further up. So it just shows how easy it is to go up the ranks. Yep. Do you think Naveed's going to hold his spot in the Sixers team? There's no reason to drop him. He's been on fire. Uh, he, he, is he ahead of Stephen O'Keefe? Or was that just a resting for so- Sock? Well, yeah. He, I mean, he is a rest um, for sure. But I, I just don't know why they would rest. And would they play Sock and rest Naveed? I think if they're going to do it, they'll play them both. Although Jackson Bird, he he came in, didn't he? He, he was good. good, yeah. Um. In a week, in this week, can we be less worried about having as many double games players? Obviously, with the Heat and they're not being an, as much of an alluring team for options. Yeah, so I uh, I wrote a piece for Honeyball on their website uh, yesterday, and I went through: Do you need more than three Heat players for this double? Hmm. And I think the verdict I looked at was: No, you don't really. Um, everyone's got a few little question marks over them outside of probably Renshaw and Seckety, in my opinion. And uh, I forgot to mention Colin Munro in there, but I think he's also one that doesn't have many question marks over them, over himself. And I think you want ones with secure role, and I think you're going to get that from Renshaw, Seckety, and Munro. Yep, I like it. Um, I don't know if I got any more. I don't want. I hate to disappoint people. Nisa is he available? We don't know. We'll have to get. A- you got to wait for the toss, I guess, and see if he's in. But that's no guarantee you'll be there for the second one, is it? Yeah. So we know he's in the squad for the first game. We just don't know if he's going to be available for the second. Uh, be, that, that'll be, be interesting. A, you could be on for a Kelly thing, you know, where... Yeah, yeah so, I mean, I just... I, I love the look of Nisa, but to me, I feel like Kuderman's a better chance, you know, if yep. if, if you know what I mean. Um, And get a Swepson or something, you know, that you yeah, know can be in there. Exact same price, maybe like a thousand dollars in it for yep. someone with a shoe into play, really. Yep, those are my questions. All righty, come on. Um, 
Who is your favourite captain from the Heat for this round? Steckity. Um Look, you they're the first game of the round, so you could go the straight C on him, but I don't see any reason why you couldn't just go a VC on him and go into a Richo um, captain again, you know, because he looks absolutely yeah. sensational. Um, but I think it's got to be, I mean, look, if you had a Munro, you know, but I really think you got to have a slice of the heat because they're their first game as a VC minimum or a straight C and Steckity is the man, just that death bowling guy, um, you know, and, and he's just Mr. Reliable. It's like going to Sam's in a way. I know he doesn't bat, but he's a reliable mm. scorer. So he'd be my guy. Yeah. Uh, here's an interesting one for you. Uh, pick two out of Basley, Steckity, and Michael Nisa. Well, it'd be um, Steckity and Basley for me. I don't mind the role of Basley this this year. He's 150-something, isn't he, now? So he might be a little bit rich for my liking, but um, the role looks pretty good, I think. You know, he's he's and he's had a good start, I guess. Um, and Nisa, there's just that uncertainty of whether he's going to be there for the second game. But it would be definitely number one is Steckity. I'd be grabbing him first before any other player. And then I'd probably, you know, I, I, I'll i skip you um, a Baisley and I'd say get Renshaw. Yeah, agreed. Yep. Um, here's an interesting one. Uh, who are some good bench options for your super coach team right now? Um, benchies, look, I don't mind players, you know, like if you're going to hold, if, if, if you think the value is out of someone like Hales or Rothau, they're the perfect guys to have there. If you've got to hold one of them, you know, if you're selling all your thunder this week, I think those two are good candidates to, I'd sell Faruqi. Obviously you sell Jilks, you can sell Sam's because he's worth good money. Um, but if you're going to hold one of these X factor guys who, when they come off, and we saw glimpses of that from Rossell and Hales. I don't mind it. Um, look, if you're going to go, if you're grabbing, jumping on the Paddy Dooley wagon, you know, you could um, have him there. You know, we saw what he could do for big scores there. He's a bit awkward and different. Maybe you put him on field and have an early um, flutter on someone on your bench. And if they don't come off, play Paddy Dooley. I think the Hurricanes play later in the round. So, you know, I don't mind those kind of players. And look, if you are planning ahead, um, you know, and you've got a Philippi, you know, and you've got three keepers, I don't mind having him on the bench as a loop because he's eventually going to come off. Um, so, mm. look, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. Like, I'm looking at, I'm back to two keepers, and I was like, maybe I could pump it up with three, and we know the Sixers and the Renegades are coming up on a double. Maybe I'll do the, the pod move and go Philippi. I know he's got 100 BE, but I'm going to probably want Philippi for the double, and it gets me back to three movable pieces in keeper. It means I can play Wade. Um, but it seems silly to grab a guy who's got a 100 BE, and he's going like a bastard. So um, yeah. I don't mind those kind of guys. So the ones that can come off or they or they don't, you know? Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I guess this is a follow-up question, which well, actually pretty much is just a segue from what you just said there. Um, if you were to hold one, would you hold Hales or Rousseau? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I saw on the socials this morning you and your buy, hold, sell. You had Hales down as a sell and you had Rousseau as a hold. I reckon I'm going to sell Rousseau and I'm going to hold Hales. I think Hales, it's... He looks like he could be a hailstorm, and in particularly this round, um, he looked a bit. He's he warming up, I reckon. And look, Rossell had one good innings. I just feel like, um, I just when I watch Rossell, I'm so I'm way more nervous in a in a weird way than I am with Hales. You know, like Hales could probably get to 
20 and it'll be off seven balls and it still works out being okay. He just, he is that kind of mental awesome player. So um, look, you know, I think you could just take your pick, but I haven't enjoyed watching Riley Rousseau this tournament. And um, no. they're, both, they're both worth the same sort of value. I just, you know, I just, I, I, in my mind, I can go, oh, damn, why did I get rid of Hales? You know, like um, some people sold and, and held Rashid and sold short. And they go, why the hell did I sell short? Um, I feel yeah. like I could re- really regret not um, keeping a hold of Hales. You're not worth a whole bunch of money. And you just have him there. And he's a little, he's like a joker that you can throw in, you know, um, later in the tournament. He could be he have a real point of difference to what other people have in their team. No. Um, I think I like your reasoning. Um, I that, I think I put Hales down as a sell. It might have been skewed by my own uh, budgetary uh, reasons, I think. Mm. I think I would have – it's very close between the two of them in reality. Um, I would have said if you were, if you had watched – if you were following Riley was so closely around the globe, you'd be afraid of, of him as well this year. Mm. But – you know, he, he gets to prove it completely in the big bash. So I think if you've got the funds, you sell Rousseau first, only because Hales has big bash pedigree where Rousseau doesn't. Yeah, and they both, I mean, I think they've, uh, Rossell's got a minus three or four B, um, Hales a minus 14 or something. So um, they look like they'll probably go up a little bit in price if they go well in the next round. Um, and they're a loop option, so, you know, it's not, not bad to hold one of them. Yeah, exactly. Um, here we go. Who are the must-have cheapies? Um, look, you know, I, I don't mind the dually chat. I, obviously, cash generation is um, is a good thing. You know, that's probably why you went Thorned Gun last round because he looked like he was going to get a nice price rise. Um, dually, Asain, I think these guys, I mean, because Asain, he could be up out of people's price range by the time they get to their doubles. So I kind of feel like you're going to need to pull the trigger on them soon. If you know, if you know what I mean? So uh, look, and I don't know if they're what you call cheapies now. Um, really? No, are they? no they're probably more like mid ranges. Um, but if you're looking specifically around that, you know, probably no higher than 90 to 95,000. I like Matt Kuhneman at 88,000. Uh-huh. Um, I don't mind the look of Ollie Davies after the bye. Um, and, you know, Tom Rogers from the Stars, if you still own him, I think he's a pretty good cheapie. He looks he looks good in the games he's batted before he got him out. He looks a really destructive batsman. And I think it's only a matter of time before he has his big breakout innings. Yeah, well, I've got him in there because I haven't had a chance to move him on. I keep trying to when I do my update trades and see if I've got enough to do it. And I haven't been able to get rid of him, but there's so, I mean, I'd rather sell bloody life. He stinks, yeah. but I'm, I'm not going to be able to sell him either, you know, but I'm going to have to keep him there on the bench and uh, we'll try to work it out somehow. But um, yeah, look, yeah, I, I like all of those shouts. Yeah. And I think we've got our final question. Um, is Rashid Khan a hold? Yeah, I think if you held him now, um, you know, there's Thunder players. We all we all have other cells, don't we? Like, how how, yeah. how are you in a position where you can sell Rashid this week? I, I can't I can't believe you would be. You know, like yeah. I, I, I all I've got is I've got I've got I'm going to have to hold a 
hold a thunder because like I'm I'm only gonna make three trades and I had you know a larger number of of thunder. I got rid of jilks in preparation last week and then you know I've got rid of three this week and I've got one left on the bench. So no, I think Rashid is you know he's not showing terrible form. He still looks very dangerous. You know he's the man, and I you know I, I would just hold him if I could. Yeah, no, I think I agree with that. All right, I think that's it for uh, questions. Okay, now let's move on to round three strategy. All right, how, what, are you, what trades are you looking at and um, how are you looking to plan for the single game round in round four and the doubles leading into round five for the Sixers and the Renegades? Rightio. So look, going into round this round here with the double and the heat, I'm kind of erring towards having four. I've already got Swepson on the bench, so I think it's going to be three players for me. I agree with you. I like Steckity and Renshaw. Um, the funds work out well for me if Kuderman gets picked to go him as my third. Um, I'd hate to trade boost this week because I did use one last week, so I'd prefer to kind of save it. Um you know, but I, I, look, I'm I'm looking at four for me. I, I, look, you could go with three if I wanted to go and do, you know, grab one of these assains or you know do a move like that. I could consider a renegade or um, a sixer. Um, but at this at this point in time, I'm going with four, um, and I think it's going to be Renshaw, Steckity, Schwepson, who I already have, and who knows one more of um, my choosing. I'm definitely not going to go Bryant. I don't have enough for Munro. Uh, you know, so the, I'm pr- pretty much, you know, hoping that Kuderman gets picked. Um, the the single game in round four, it's all going to be about using trades to build up my um, gades and sixes. Uh, I think round four could be an, uh, the time to pull the trigger on Sean Abbott. I think after this um, previous round, he's got a high BE this week. So hopefully you can get him at a little bit of a discount. Um, and look, I'm going to keep an eye on um, Philippi as well. I think that they're probably my biggest targets from the Sixers, um, Abbott and um, Philippi. So I'll have a look at them this week. Hopefully their prices come down next week. And in round four, I'm going to start buying my Sixers and Renegades. And, and those two are probably higher, you know, high on my list. If I were to start building this week, um, Asane, look, if 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 I didn't get Asane this week, he's going to be even more expensive next week by the looks, isn't it? So, um, you know, maybe round four planning to grab him could be too late because there's no not not the value there that I could have had. So um, sometimes you just got to go, well, that, I'm going to have to skip that guy. I'm not going to go for Paddy Dooley. It was a great, great pick for people who did it. I'm already, I've already generated good money because I've made some good picks to start the year. I'm into 94th. So I'm leading, I'm in the, I'm in a good position. So I don't need to do anything desperate. I just need to keep playing the, that's why I want to go with four heat. I want to have myself in a pretty solid position numbers. Well, I think most people go with four because um, they'll already have stashed one and they'll bring in three. I don't want to be too much behind that. Um, and, you know, round four, and round five will all be centered around those doubles. I'm I have always been somebody who just plays the doubles, not go crazy. I mean, we saw with Jilks, you could have just gone with someone else, you know, like it was a waste of a of a of a thunder position, you know. And well, I went Hales and um Rousseau, and it's kind of two little hard pieces to move now because they didn't really do a, a lot really well in those first couple of rounds to be worth a lot of money. So, you know, sometimes you can go with too many and um, you know, you there are probably you could probably 
get away with three heat. I reckon there's probably yeah. only five good heat options, you know, and, and some of them are not slam dunks. So yeah, that's my strategy. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, we, in hindsight, we should have uh, probably reflected a bit more into that piece that Honeyball did with the uh, champion from last year. How he said that the more only four people usually score above 50 points in each game from each team. Yeah. And so the more you have from a team, the less likely you are, the more likely you are to have some busts. And I think that's something we missed. We might've missed a trick on there, but in saying that, you know, to have thought that Matt Jilks would average six and a half points per game after four games or only have 26 points, you know, yeah. that was unheard of. Yeah. So you'd expect anyway. a bit more. You want a hundred points at least. And he would have started yeah. tracking upward in a right. If you feel like it couldn't have been a mistake because he, all he had to do is just go and conquer 20 runner and he's on the way up, you know, for price. So, um, yeah. So look, I, I, I reckon that's my plan three or four, um, heat just to keep the uh, momentum on. And then in that single, um, it could be time to pull the trigger on, you know, a Philippi or Sean Abbott. I mean, Sean Abbott is, you know, like you said, he can go for 40, but he'll still take three wickets. And I reckon he is a must-have for their double. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think he'll be someone you want to bring in round four and hold for the rest of the season. Uh, so for me this week, I am thinking I'll be selling Faruqi, uh, Matt Kelly, and, oh, the name escapes me. Alex Hales, how that escape me? Um, yep. yep. So Hales, Faruqi, Kelly out. And I have brought in Mark Seckety, Matt Renshaw, and Colin Munro. Ooh. Now, Colin Munro, I like. Massive pod. Mm. Um, massive upside. High-quality batsman. The issue is we know that batsmen haven't been performing great. So it's a risky pick in itself. I'm mm. hoping that Geelong and the Gabba, I feel like they're going to be potentially batter-friendly decks. And... He's a season BBL player, so I'm hoping that, you know, he can find some form and deliver me a, another boost up the rankings this round. Let's see if he can do it. Matt Renshaw, he feels like a logical pick to me. Uh, someone in that very similar role to Matt Short um, at a different club. But I feel like there is a lot of quality there and hopefully he can deliver. Uh, Mark Steckity is the probably – he was my first picked in this double. Um, mm-hmm. Just he's uh, – again, he's one of those bowlers that has a very high floor because he's economical and he's super reliable, super consistent. Like when you take one wicket and you get 47 points, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, so I, I do like Steckity. I think his ceiling's pretty high too. Um, and he's got the, he has got the Renegades – who have started well, but I feel like they could still be a bit susceptible to some good bowling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in the future rounds, I've sort of got my eyes on um, buying low on some of these fallen guns. So your Philippines, your Kane Richardsons, and to a degree, even Sean Abbott, if he has a quiet game this round. You know, these are the guys that I'm going to monitor closely and to miss Akil Hussain, particularly when Majib probably has a similar upside at a fraction of the cost, you know. 
I feel like I'd rather Majid at his price point than Hussein at his price point, you know? Oh, you know, all I've heard of people going, damn, why did I go Majid instead of Hussein? Yeah, like, I mean, at the start of the season, you would be kicking yourself. But right now, I think you go Majid over Hussein. Yep. Particular, oh, you might want to fork out the 30K right now. But next round, when Hussein's pushing 170 and Majib's pretty much 100,000, you'd rather go Majib, I think. Yep. Um, so you're holding um, Dan Sams. I am holding Daniel Sams. He had an absolute stinker last night, and he still managed nearly 40 points. Yeah. I, it, it really just, you know, it sits poor. It sits, sits un, uneasy with me to sell him. I'm getting rid of Thunder players. Would you just hold Sam's if you've got good numbers this round, you know, and sell a, a tire or an agar instead? Just hold Sam's because of the quality of, of him? Oh, I, I don't think so. I think Sam's you could buy back easily, I think. Um, yes, he's 180000 And if you're looking to sell Sam's, you, you it, it's going to hurt, um, but... You're gonna want him back for round four anyway. Um, just on that, did we? Did you sell Rashid Khan last round as well, or did you hold him in the end? I sold him. Yeah. Well, he's got to buy round five, so I'm not sure if I'll own him until after round five again. Hey. Yeah. Yep. Are you partially terrified of that as well? Uh, a little bit, but um, you know, I've got Thornton, Richo, Ty. There you go. I've got, so I've got a good bowling outfit. Yeah, but, I mean, you'll always be scared of Rashid Khan if you don't own him. Yeah. Um, it doesn't sit well with me, put it that way. Yep. Uh, but there's not much I can do about it. So, okay. Um, you know what it's time for? Oh, let's go and have a look. I'll, I'll try to get the sound effect right this time. Lock him in. <laughs> there we go. Got it. All right, locks. Who are your locks, Ado? Yeah, look, um, I think for me, Steckity is a must-have. Don't um don't don't get too cute with other people and say, oh, I'm gonna fade Steckity. I think you get Steckity and work your way down from there. Um, I like Renshaw. I'm gonna try to get him in. I think um so that I can get Renshaw and Steckity, I might go with three heat rather than four heat, to be honest. I just think quality over quantity. You know, Kuderman is somebody that interests me because he makes the money right. Um, but again, you're going to be scared that he's not going to get the both games. So, um, look, I'm going to lock in Steckity and Renshaw. Yeah, no, I uh, I wholeheartedly agree. I'm going to lock in those two. And you know what? I'm going to lock in Colin Munro. Mm. I think the quality of Munro... And the uh, matchup he has against the Melbourne Renegades, who haven't been a great bowling outfit, I like it. I like it a lot. Yes, he has a tough matchup against Adelaide, but I do also feel like they're due a bad bowling performance. It might be a bit too, you know, we sh- it might be a bit too airy-fairy to say that. Like, you look at their p- past performances, it's been hard. For batters to do well, but Hales scored 68 against them last night. Davies nearly scored a half century, so it won't be impossible for uh, Munro to do well. And I feel like he's such a vital, he's probably their main man in that batting lineup. And I think uh, he might peg his strike back, strike rate back a little bit just so he can anchor this innings. Yeah, would you go um, Munro ahead of Renshaw? 
Uh, probably not. I think you've got to take some bowling. You've yep. got to take some bowling there. And I think Renshaw will probably bat it, will either open or bat at three. You know, the top three will have one of Bryant and Josh Brown. And then you'll have Colin Munro and Matt Renshaw. Um, yeah, so that's right. how I see it. I dig it. Fading. There we go. All right. I'll, I'll have a crack at some fades. I think from the heat, I'd be fading uh, James Basley. It's yeah. controversial. Controversial. Yeah. But I think the arrival of Michael Nisa might take some death overs away. Uh, it might also take some batting away. There is a chance that Nisa bats at seven ahead of Basley. Yep. I probably wouldn't do it, but the Heat can do some stupid things at times. Um, and oh, he may, if they go with uh, five bowlers as well as Basley, which is, again, stupid and good for sure, uh, well, then Basley's definitely not going to have a have a good role at all. So I, I don't like uh, Basley this round because his role becomes uncertain again with the arrival of Michael Lisa. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to fade the man who I just spoke about, Michael Lisa. I yeah. think you pick him, you're running a massive risk that he doesn't play both games. Uh, unless you find out something before the toss or the lockout tonight, I don't think he's worth it. I'd rather pay $900 less and go with Mitchell Swepson. Yep. I agree. I mean, I'm going to fade. Oh, I'd like Nisa at his price. He looks an absolute ripping um, option mm. if he was locked into two games. Too, it's too risky for me to go someone, you know, a la Kelly in the last round with you, who there's indicators that they may not be there for the for the second game. Um, I'm not going to go Billings. Um, he was somebody that partially interested me when I was sort of looking at the start of the season ahead um, to the Heat, but I just think there's better options in their lineup. They don't have like a team of ripping options. I think there's really five to choose from. Um, and I think he probably just falls on the outside, but he is a quality um, player. I'm just going to give him a skip personally. Um, I'm going to also skip Bryant. He's on my never again list and I'm not ever going to pick him. So he's he's not coming into my team. No, I would be shocked if he actually gets named for the heat start. I feel like, um, oh yeah. There's a question for you. If Josh Brown is named tonight at 42,000, what are you doing? I'm not getting him. Um, I'm not going to get him because, you know, I got this Rogers in the first round and it, it's kind of a piece now that I'm left with there. I kind of have too many of these guys in here. I really find it easier to trade and do it in three trades or a couple of trades when you've got players that are worth a bit of value. In a way, you've got to sell a life and hails or whatever to get enough money for what you want. Um, look, if your funds, if he, if he's named and you want to get, you know, you want to go a Munro and you want to go a Steckity and you're only left with, you know, enough dollars for a bottom price cheapie, a guy opening in a double at a 42, he could be the right move for you. But I think I can move it and get, I always want to, if I'm going to go with three heat players, I want the three best heat players I can get. And I don't have him in that list for me. So um, I'll skip him because I'm not going to move little pieces. I'm going to move big pieces. Yeah, no, I think I agree. Uh, he could end up, you know, shooting the lights out. But, you know, that's just for, for – that's good for good for the owners, good for the people who own him. That's all right. Yeah. I think you've got to focus on the outright guns. And he might even play the two games as well. Yeah. So there that could end that. up being disastrous. Bit of danger again, um, Roll. Yeah. All right, well, let's look finally at captains and vice-captains. 
Who are we running with as uh, Captain Voss? Yeah, I'm going to go Steckity into Jai Richardson. Um, look, Jai, yeah, I don't look. He he said after those two games that he's feeling fantastic. So I think he, you feel he's safe that he's going to play the next game. Um, and you know, you could I, I could just straight Captain um, Steckity. You know, um, but I just reckon you have two bites at the cherry, and he looks like a perfect VC for me. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. Well, I'm going to go um, VC Steckity into a captaincy of Matthew Short. Mm. I like Matthew Short because his role is just outright superb, you know. He's going to be bowling. He bowled three overs the other day. He got a climbing rate bonus, which yeah. I found dead set remarkable. Um, three overs for 13 or something like that. Mm. Um, and then he also he's carving it up with the bat right now. Mm. He feels like a surefire gun pick for me. Also, junction the, the uh, Scorchers they play at Junction Oval mm. in uh Melt in St Kilda. It's a very small ground. Mm. And Jai Richardson, I know he doesn't do great on small grounds because if he gets a lot of edges and they just fly straight to the boundary with ease and top edges as well. That's that's the only reason I have not Captain Jai. Yeah, well, that's that it's a small ground. It's a good point. Um, all right, well, I'll have a think about that. But I, I think we both agree that Steckity's a good VC. Yeah, absolutely. He's the guy to vice captain from the Brisbane Heat. All right. Uh, so that's been a pretty good show today. Uh, we covered, got through a lot of stuff for round three. Had a good look back at round two. Um, as always, follow us on all the socials. You know, uh, SCA Giannosaurus on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok as well. Is that correct? Well, yeah, I'm on there, but I, I haven't posted anything. I, <laughs> I've answered oh, people's team, rate my team on there. <laughs> so don't follow me on, uh, you know, on TikTok. I mean, I've, I, you know, I'm not active on there. Not active on TikTok, but who knows? It could still be worth a follow. Um, and then I, Instagram, you know, bbl.supercoach.guns. If you want NRL stuff, nrl.supercoach.guns. And as always, Supercoach Guns on Twitter. Uh, thanks very much for listening and we'll catch you next week. Thanks guys. Love you all. Tate.